I'm Audrey Pickering, and this is Intentional You. Do you ever feel like life is just happening to you and you can't manage to keep up? Does everything somehow just feel off track? As a certified life coach and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm here to show you that nothing has gone wrong here and help you fall in love with your life now. It's time to find the intentional you. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Intentional You. This is episode number 22, Worry is Not Useful. And I am so excited, y'all, to dive in and talk about how worry is not useful and how ultimately it is not serving you and to give you some strategies to help you just break up with worry and be done with it because it's just not helpful. Now, I have lived a lot of my life in worry just about all the things. (laughs) And I remember uh, when I was, I think it was when I was in high school, maybe, I I played the cello and I was taking cello lessons. And I think I made some comment. I was worried about something to my cello professor. And I think he had said, he's like, some people are just worry warts. And (laughs) he basically was just calling me a, a worry wart. And I was like, yeah, I didn't really feel like there was anything I could do about it. I just thought that's how I was. I just worry about things. And I also kind of thought it was a good thing that I worried a lot because I saw my worrying as my way of like being responsible and caring about something. Like, oh, if I'm not worried about this, if I'm not stressed about it, then that means I don't really care about it. And as time's kind of gone by and as I've gone through coach training and and been exposed to a lot of the work that we do in coaching, I've been able to see that, no, I can do something about worry. (laughs) People just aren't born with, you know, worrying. It is something that we can manage and that we can control. And it, I don't have to worry to care about something and I don't have to worry to be a responsible person, which is really good news because I don't like feeling worried. It's not, it doesn't serve me. And ultimately when I'm in that headspace, I'm not thinking at my highest level. I'm not in the most present focused state that that is what I want to be in when I care about something and I want to bring my best self forward. I don't want to be the worried version of myself. I want to be the present, optimistic, happy, uh, confident. That That's how I want to show up with these situations, especially when I would find myself falling into worry. So we're going to break worry down a little bit because I think one thing that's kind of um, tricky about worry is we kind of just see it as this thing that's just like floating around and it's just, you know, it's like a cold, like you can just catch it and there's nothing you can really do. I mean, yeah, you, maybe you can try to like take some preventative measures, but you're just going to, you're going to catch it and you're going to be stuck with it. And it just, I think we kind of talk about it like this thing that just falls upon us. (laughs) And I've been very guilty of this where I'm thinking that it's the things outside of me that are making me feel worry and we just need to get rid of all those things and then I won't be worried anymore. But the real answer is, is that worry is not created by the things outside of us. So we're going to dive into some of some of that today. I want to just start with a quote, though, from Eckhart Tolle. 
You guys know I love Eckhart Tolle. This is what he says about worry. Worry pretends to be necessary, but serves no useful purpose. Now, if you're still feeling a little skeptical about how worry, you're like, but worry could be helpful, couldn't it? Let's let's talk a little bit more about this. Let's break some worry down. So we're going to be talking about four strategies to help you break up with worry because it's not helpful. So let's talk about number one. We need to remember what creates worry. So as I was alluding to earlier, it's not the things outside of us that are creating worry. Worry's not just falling down from the sky and, and hitting us. So worry is an emotion, it's a feeling, and feelings and emotions are created by our thoughts. I'm gonna say that again. Worry is created by your thoughts. It's not the things outside of you. I know you feel like it is the things outside of you, but hear me out. Worry is created by your thoughts. The things outside of you don't have the power to create worry. It's only your thoughts about the things outside of you that have the power to create worry. So here are some thoughts. I just want to give some examples of some thoughts that create the feeling, the vibration of worry for me. I'm going to mess this up. Or what if I mess this up? Some version of that, of messing something up, making a mistake. This could go wrong. This is going to go wrong. What if, insert catastrophizing situation, happens? What if I don't get this done on time? What if I'm not good enough? These are some of the thoughts that create worry for me. And it's so interesting that, you know, if we have like something coming up and we're feeling worried about it, how much the brain focuses just on this, on the, um, the more negative thoughts. And our brains have a negativity bias, so it makes sense. Our brain is designed to keep us alive, so it's on the lookout for any possible danger that could come our way. And I just think it's interesting, though, like how common and also how like how do i phrase this <laughs> just like it's kind of like this like socially acceptable thing that we all kind of throw around like oh my gosh i'm so worried about this i'm gonna mess this up and we like are very comfortable like talking about that which is good i think it's good that we can feel that we can express our words but we also don't we spend so much of our time and brain energy on the negative that we aren't even acknowledging the positive which is what i'm gonna i'm gonna address that a little bit later in one of the strategies but worry is created by your thoughts just let that sink in marinate in that for a little bit okay so the next strategy that i have here we want to first of all remember what creates worry which is our thoughts number two i have changed the channel so I like this analogy. Our brains, you can only think about like one thing at a time, right? Just like you can only, if you have like one TV, you can only watch like that one channel, right? And just like you can take your remote and change the channel from Food Network to, oh gosh, you can tell I don't watch TV that often. What else is there? Oh, um, what's that one show called? Um, Love it or list it <laughs> with 
what is it? Is it Hillary and David? I think it's David and Hillary, maybe, that like they have houses. Anyway, it's like a real estate, like home improvement show that's, it's kind of fun to watch. And then, you know, Food Network, we all have chopped, right? <laughs> the like two things I watch when I have access to TV. It's funny. Anyway, so side tangent. When we're watching, a lot of us are really good, and myself included, I fall into this too, at watching the worry channel. We're good at watching the movie, the version of our life that where everything just goes wrong and it's terrible and we mess up and it's embarrassing and we make that mean a whole bunch of stuff about how we're not good enough and how we're bad and all this stuff. We're really good at watching that channel. And it makes sense. Our brain is designed to help us survive. So it's always looking out for that worst case scenario, right? And like, oh, are we gonna die if this happens? <laughs> Our brains are so funny, so cute, and so amazing. But we just have to, and I'm not saying that we should be against our brain, like, oh, I should never think that. No, it's it's part of how your brain functions is in that survival. Um, it has that survival state where it's looking for danger. But we can help redirect and be more intentional and help our brain not be just all over the place. So changing the channel. I kind of alluded to this when I was talking about these thoughts. So we have these thoughts. I gave some thoughts that create worry for me. Like, oh, I'm going to mess this up. This is going to go wrong. What if this catastrophizing situation happens? What if I don't get this done? And all of these thoughts are creating worry for me. They're, they're putting me on the worry channel, if you will. And one thing that's kind of fun to do is to take a thought. So for example, if we have the thought, I'm going to mess up, this is going to go badly, this could go wrong, take the thought and just flip it upside down. So this could go, this could go wrong, be like, okay, but how could this go right? This could go right. Like there could be something that goes right about this. What would that be? And the brain cannot help but go and answer that question because our brains love answering questions. It's for We're in the land of um, this is going to go wrong. And then we ask our brain, yeah, but what could go right? Brain might be like, huh, never even thought of that one. And then might start to look for evidence of things that, oh yeah, well, this could probably, this is probably going to be okay. And I do feel good about this. Another one is when our brain is catastrophizing, like, oh my gosh, what if this thing happens? Just flipping that and saying, yeah, what if it doesn't? <laughs> and I'm not saying that we're like fighting our brain. I'm just saying we're getting curious. We're kind of questioning with some of these thoughts, just completely flipping them over upside down. Now, sometimes this can be effective. Sometimes it's it can be helpful to have some other strategies too, though. So flipping a thought on its head, just like, questioning the complete opposite of the thought like oh this is going to go wrong you're like oh yeah this could go right let's find all the things that are going to go right and giving changing that channel going to instead of watching the worry channel where everything goes wrong we watch the channel where everything goes right and we figure it out and it's amazing we spend some time actually imagining things going right instead of staying on the worry channel where everything goes wrong and you're allowed to do that <laughs> I know for me, I felt like, oh, I have to be worried. I have to be responsible because I thought worry was responsible. I have to just plan for the worst case scenario for everything. And I have to just be in that worry space. But the thing is, when I'm in that worry space, I'm not 
present. I'm not being able to think at the highest level because I'm in this catastrophizing state, right? So give yourself the opportunity to watch the channel where things go right, where it works out and you are okay and you don't die. That's <laughs> what our brain is kind of in effect screaming at us. What if this goes wrong and what if we die? That is what our brains are designed for survival. And so the worst case scenario to our brain is death. <laughs> and so even though that may not be, you know, depending on what you're worried about, probably not thinking I'm going to die. And sometimes I remind myself that I'm like, Audrey, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. <laughs> okay. So flipping the thought on its head, that's um, one way to help change the channel. Another way that I want to talk about is separating the facts from the thoughts. And what I mean by this is when we're worried about something, we have this big, long story about whatever we're doing and what could go wrong and how that would be bad and why that would mean that we're a bad person. We have this big, long story and it's full of thoughts. I want you to get a bit factual with what you're worried about. So I'm going to use a music example because <laughs> I'm a musician. So and worry comes up for me in performance situations because some of those thoughts that I was talking about, like, oh, I'm going to mess this up. This is going to go wrong. Um, in particular with performance, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if I like mess up so badly that I have to stop and I can't keep going and it's really obvious? All these thoughts. So I like to get really factual, though. So here's an example. I'm going to play this piece of music. Like, that's a fact. I'm going to go out there and maybe even getting even more factual. I love to like really break it down. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to sit on this wood bench. I'm an organist. And I'm going to press down on these keys, these pieces of wood. Some of them are white pieces of wood and some of them are black pieces of wood. And I'm looking at this piece of paper that has black markings on it. It's that I'm going to play those black markings on these white and black pieces of wood. <laughs> you notice how that just like when you're like really slowing it down and you're just like, okay, I'm going to go touch some wood. <laughs> like that's what I'm going to go do when I go out to play instead of, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. That's a thought. We can't like prove that. <laughs> it's like a, because some people would say failing is one thing. Some would say it's another thing. But when I'm just saying, I'm going to go touch pieces of wood and I'm going to look at this piece of paper that has black markings on it, the music notes, right? And I'm like, oh, it helps my brain see like, yeah, we're not going to die. This isn't something we need to like worry about. <laughs> So break it down, slow it down into really break it down into like a fact. If you're like giving a presentation for something, it might be like, I am going to stand on my two feet and there are going to be people and I'm going to say words. Just breaking it down. It's very factual. There's not when it, when it starts getting all dramatic and exciting, like, and then I'm going to mess up and it's going to be terrible. and It's going to be the worst thing ever. 
that's when we know we're in thought land, where we're having all, all the thoughts. Nothing wrong with thoughts, but sometimes we want to be conscious and choose thoughts that are going to serve us. And so separate those thoughts from those facts. Like, okay, these are the facts of the situation. And then, yeah, here are these thoughts that I'm having about it, that they're not actually facts. They're just stories that my brain is coming out with because my brain is trying to look out for me and help me survive and make sure that I don't die. Thank you, brain. And yeah, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to go and I'm going to touch those wood keys. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to those people and I'm not going to die. It's going to be okay. Okay. So with changing the channel, flipping the thought on its head, seeing how the opposite is true, and then separating the facts from the thoughts, getting really factual. And what this does too, is it allows you to like slow down. Because when we're in the storyland, we're in the thought land, we're like, oh, we're going really fast and we're really worried and catastrophized, right? That worry is being created by our thoughts. Okay, for number three, I have make peace with the worst case scenario. Now, some of you might be like, okay, why would I do that? Like, <laughs> shouldn't I just try to think positive and be fine? And this is what I wanna say, is that when we're trying to do this thought work, this inner work, we're not trying to trick ourselves. We're not trying to like get ourselves to believe something that we just can't believe because that's not gonna be effective. And honestly, I need to do a whole separate episode on this, on like, um, there's a lot of talk about like affirmations and stuff, which affirmations can be really helpful and really great, but they can also not be helpful. And I need to do an entire episode on how affirmations can be helpful and not helpful and how to make them helpful. Anyway, side tangent. But what we are not trying to do, we're not trying to like trick our brain and be like, oh, like, yeah, I don't need to worry because, oh, I just think good thoughts and uh, like, we don't want, like, if we can't believe it, then it's not going to be effective because the thoughts are creating the feelings. And so if we're not if we can't believe the thought, it's not going to create the feeling. And so we're not trying to trick ourselves is what I want to say here. We're trying, but sometimes when I really feel myself just stuck in an emotion, I'll be like, and redirecting is kind of like not working some of these strategies. I'm like, uh, whatever. And I just need something my brain to like, my brain is really yelling at me like, no, we could die. Like, this is bad then sometimes I'm like, okay, brain, let's make peace with the worst. Like, let's, let's go there. Let's go down that path. What is the worst thing that could happen here? What is the worst thing that's going to happen? Tell me the worst thing. My brain might be like, if we're using the performance example, it might be like, well, the worst thing that could happen is I go out there and I start playing and then I can't play anymore and I have to leave and I have to walk out and that's so embarrassing and so bad. And oh my gosh. And I'm like, Okay, brain, I hear you. Yeah, that might, I would probably have some feelings about that. I would have thoughts about that. And then I would have feelings that would be created by those thoughts. But I wouldn't die. <laughs> I would be okay if that happened. So making peace with the worst case scenario, honestly, it can be, it can be helpful sometimes. I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, I feel embarrassed and I have to process that feeling of embarrassment and I think I'm worried that people think I'm stupid and I feel feelings of embarrassment and shame because I'm thinking thoughts that are creating that but I can process negative emotion I can I can do it if 
if that's what happens, I can handle those emotions and I can do it. But thank you, brain, for bringing that to my attention. Now let's go do the thing. So it's not like we're trying to get rid of our, our brain, like, you know, be like, no, just shut up, brain. I don't want to hear you talk. I don't want to hear all the negative stories. It's like, no, I hear you. Let me hear, hear you out. And yeah, okay, thanks. Now let's go do the thing. Okay, that's number three. Last one I have for you is to practice redirecting. And remember, just like this takes practice. Just like we've, I, you, a lot of us have gotten really good at practicing being worried. We're really good at it. We're really good at catastrophizing. We're really good at thinking what could go wrong. We're not as good at thinking about what could go right because we've trained our brain to constantly think about what could go wrong and we're just not as good at it. And that's okay. We have the opportunity to practice redirecting and I invite you to try not feeling worried. I know for me, sometimes this felt like so unresponsible, like, oh my gosh, if I'm not feeling worried, something's gone wrong because I'm so used to being in that state of feeling worried. If I'm not in that state of being worried, then I'm, I'm not being responsible. I'm not caring enough about whatever. And I would offer to you that if you really care about something, you don't want to be worried. You don't want to be in that headspace. You want to be confident. And the other thing that is so tricky and not useful with worry is that it's always it's like in a future looking at a future event something that could go wrong it's not something usually that we can solve right now and that is the other thing when i'm trying to redirect from worry i remind myself everything is figure outable i just have to live right now and yeah if something bad happens i am a capable human being and i can figure it out I can ask for help if I need to. If something goes wrong, I am really good at problem solving. As human beings, we're really good at problem solving, at figuring out what needs to be done in that moment of like, if something bad does happen, we can figure it out. But worry is trying to do a 500 piece puzzle when we only have like five of the pieces and we don't, there's just so much we don't know. But when we get those pieces, we're going to be able to figure it out and put it together. We don't need to figure it all out right now. We can solve it as we go. And so practice redirecting. When you feel that worry come up, you're like, oh, worry, you're here again? Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're here. And also, how could this go right? And also, I hear you, but I'm going to be able to figure this out. I'm not going to die. Friends, thank you so much for listening to Intentional You. I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, please share it with a friend, family member. Please leave me a review. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Intentional You. If you liked what you heard on the podcast and want to take what you're learning to the next level and apply it into your life, I invite you to sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to talking more with you.